Welcome to episode number 132 of Take Him With You for August 14th, 2011. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we're going to have a great podcast for you with a great interview from our friends from England, Simon and Natalie. Yes, it was very nice. Life's the same, I'm moving in stereo. Life's the same, except for my shoes. Life's the same, you're shaking like tremolo. Life's the same, it's all inside you. Plus, we're going to have a great time talking about uh, some birthdays, uh, Catherine signing up for school, um, a really cool, funny video that you can watch, and uh, all sorts of other things. Plus, we'll talk about the meteor shower from a couple of days ago and a cool app on the iPad called Starwalk. So stick around for taking with you the podcast that is spiritual, not religious. been uh, another crazy week you've been out of town a bunch this week yeah i worked out of town thursday and friday and stayed the night at my mom's house to save on gas speaking of that i guess uh, somebody figured out they must have listened to the podcast and they blocked your wi-fi <laughs> you, you think so you think everyone in raymond listens to my podcast well either that or they could have moved or they could have just moved where they had their um wi-fi in the house i don't know but yeah i don't have wi-fi at my mom's house anymore uh, too bad just just the one time, really. Boy, that's the bummer. You're gonna, you know, you could always just walk through the neighborhood. Yeah. You, you mentioned Somebody's that you gonna. could maybe get me a t-shirt like we got one of our friends. Um, oh, the one where you, that shows Wi-Fi glows on your uh, yeah, I shirt? Thought, I thought that would be awkward, though. They would kind of know I was out there trying to borrow their Wi-Fi. Well, that's true. Yeah. So There's ways yeah. to do that, though. Well, there... Raymond is a very small town, but they do have a public library that's opened a few days a week. And, and does it have Wi-Fi? And they have Wi-Fi there. And there's also a McDonald's that has Wi-Fi. But uh. I'm just kind of concerned. I'm trying to eat a little better. I'm concerned if I went to McDonald's um, that, you know, French fries and ice cream would call my name. Big Big Macs on the internet. Yeah, so. Do you know what's on a Big Mac? I know that you know very well. To all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Do you know why I know that? Because we used to say that when we were kids all the time? No, back in the 70s. Yes, when we were children. KGHO, the main radio station in town, did a Big Mac attack contest where Mm -hmm. they had a van that had had this cool 70s van, psychedelic kind of, and it said KGHO on the side. Mm-hmm. And if you pulled them over or you saw them parked somewhere, if you ran up and said, to all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a 17 bun, 
sesame seed bun. If you did it within three or five seconds, you got a little card and you got a free Big Mac. So did you do that? I did. You won a free Big Mac? I I won several. Wow. Because I learned how to say it fast. So everybody together. To all be patty special sauce, those cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. I'll practice when I'm not in front of a microphone. Thanks. <laughs> I wonder if they still use the same formula. I bet they do because they taste the same, don't they? The last time I had one. It's a while back. They were quite delicious, but they're really bad for you. Very bad calorie and fat-wise, yes. Yeah. Yeah, not a good thing. So, okay, so you didn't steal any Wi-Fi this week. That's good. No. Um, let me see. You're you're headed um, somewhere today to celebrate. Yeah, Centralia for my uncle's 83rd birthday. Wow. And then Catherine and I are going to do a little shopping to get ready for school. Why am I scared about that? Well, um, this is this year, and this is kind of an introduction to, um, we're, we're attempting to do something a little different for homeschooling this year. Okay, so we've homeschooled all our kids up to a certain point, and yeah. then they went to um, the community college. Mm-hmm. But Catherine has one year left that we could homeschool her, but it's been difficult with me working. Yeah, because you're out all the cause time. Because I'm not able to help her as much with her schoolwork as I help the boys right. with their math and right. stuff. So, um, so we're... In the process of um, signing up for a public school that's online. An online public high school. That she would meet with a teacher an hour a week, plus they have tutors all day long, like 12 hours a day. Oh, I thought you meant they made smelly little things all day. Tutors, you mean learning tutors. Yeah. Okay. People to help with your homework. Got it. All right. So um, she, we're going to try to have her... um, be part of this program but um because it is a public school it it's part of a government bureaucracy am i saying that right bureaucracy bureaucracy. is that where they drink beer bureaucracy and um she had to fill out all this paperwork we've had to she didn't fill out anything we did um and and we went back and forth back and forth doing more and more and um I, I'm hoping we finally have all the paperwork in. And we would then this day and age is so cool because you don't who faxes anymore. But they said, well, you could fax it, and I'm like, fax? Who faxes? We scan and we send email yeah. or PDFs. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I did. So that yeah, you helped me out with that part, and that I got a kick out of it though because um, she's going to be doing her school at home, even though it's technically public school. She'll still be doing it at home. And yet we had to fill. We had to send in her vaccination records, and I, <laughs> I, I talked to the documents guy. I thought that was kind of a little <coughs> ironic that well, she's going to be doing school at home. He goes, "Well, because it's a public school, we have to do the same thing." You know what I think? Schools. You know what I think would be fascinating if we did a show on homeschooling. Yeah, well, there's lots of different ways to homeschool. Well, yeah, but I think it would be really interesting because there's a stigma out there. There's a, a. Uh, uh, some myths about homeschooling. Some of them are legitimate. Some of them are not. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it would be really interesting to see what motivates people to homeschool their children because for us it was way different than some of the people that we know. Mm-hmm. Some people homeschool out of fear and other people homeschool out of wanting the best education for their kids and then others homeschool because they want to spend time with their kids. And some of them are a combination of all three and two and all mm-hmm. this. But it would be an interesting program to talk about that because um, we've actually had some pretty good success with homeschooling. 
Well, we still got one that's out well, doing it. But. <clears throat> well, one thing that was nice is um, here in Washington State, um, they have a program called Running Start. And so my goal with homeschooling, on top of spending time with them and, and having being able to kind of have a little bit more input in what they're learning and, and spending time with them, is um, I try to get them prepared to go to college at at fifteen sixteen, and be part of this Running Start program, so, so that they get done. They get. I love the idea of Running Start because not only do do our tax dollars then pay for college education, but the kids graduate a couple years earlier than, than they would normally with a an, uh, an associate in arts degree, mm-hmm. which. I think is a, a really great deal for us. Well, and a lot of times... And if they can handle it, you know, why a not? A lot of times the last two years of high school are almost identical to the first two years of college. And so, right. in my way of thinking, it's kind of silly to... To do both. To do them over again. Right. You know, so they, I wish, they get to do them both at the same time. I wish we would have been able to do that when we were going to school because that would have been a whole lot less expensive and mm-hmm. and we would have a better education now as a result. Yeah, and that way when they're done with high school they have a 2-year college degree and, and then they can they go, go get a yeah, go away, they can get a mm-hmm. bachelor's of arts or a yeah. master's or then whatever they, only they can have, you know, 2 years of university two to, four years, yeah. to pay for um compared to 4 to 4 unless yeah. they get a master's and it'll be 3, but 3 is better than 5. 3, sir. Yeah. 5 is right out. Okay, I I don't get what you're talking about. Bring us the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Okay, so... um, With it, we shall blow our enemies to bits. What did you think of the meteor shower talking about? The meteor shower? I've never seen meteor showers. Meteor. Oh, the meteor shower. The Mm -hmm. how do you call? What do you call them? The Well, anyway, I have a really cool program on my iPad that you all should try. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPad or an iPhone or an iPod Touch, mm-hmm. it's called Starwalk. S-T-A-R-W-A-L-K. So it, would work, it would work on my iPod Touch, too? Yeah, you, you actually have, you could get it, yes. Oh. No, it you is, don't have a camera. You you wouldn't, you have to have a, a newer generation one. Oh, yeah, and mine's too small, I think, to be able to read it very well. Yeah, you would be able to read it. Well, maybe. Well, anyway, we own the program, so you, I could put it on yours and you could try it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you have to have a camera. Anyway, what you do is you take your your eye device with Starwalk application, and you point it at the night sky, mm-hmm. and it the camera and the and the satellite uh, location devices in it. Um, it shows you what's above you, and then you can push on. You can click on the different uh, stars and different things. And we learned all about the brightest star in the sky. Mm-hmm. And why is it the brightest star in the sky? Because isn't it actually two two stars that are close together? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean they're not close together for real. But, they're close to they're in alignment together. Our eyesight, from our perspective, we can't distinguish. Do you the remember two. what the name of it was? Um, it was the name of the the one that was in that star show that you really liked, the sci-fi show from the eighties. Um, the the kid that wins the video game. You mean the last Starfighter? The last Starfighter. It was that. Centauri Prime or whatever? Centauri something. Are yeah. you sure it wasn't Arcticus that you were? No, Arcticus is the second brightest star in our hemisphere. Oh, the okay. fourth brightest star that you would see around the 
the U.S. or no, the world. Uh But in our hemisphere, it's the second brightest star that we see. And this is what we know because of Starwalk, because we can turn that on and look up at the sky and the night sky. And uh, it is really cool. It even works during the day. Of course, you can't see mm-hmm. the stars yourself, but you can on a little screen. It even has a night mode. When you push a button, it takes it and turns it red so you can your eyes adjust and you can actually look at the stars above. Then it has this really cool feature that you didn't see, that if you push a button, then the camera activates and you can overlay what you see up above with the... You line it all up and then you click a button and then mm-hmm. it syncs it all. So as time goes the, goes across the sky on your screen and everything. What I thought was really interesting is you can actually point it straight down. And look at the other side of the world. And you can see what the people, you know. Yeah. We can see what Stefan sees. Yeah. That's what, you know what was really cool last night is Catherine saw, yeah, Catherine <laughs> saw a satellite uh, a moving thing. Oh, yeah. We turned it up and looked at it and it showed what the satellite was and we pushed a button mm-hmm. and it was one of the uh, NORAD satellites from from the what, government from 1998 was that when they 1997 I think they launched it okay but there but it was yeah, it gives all so the it told it yeah it tells you what you're seeing fly through the sky pretty cool yeah you know it, it's amazing that instead of having to carry around a bunch of star um, star charts like they did in the olden days and Look at all these maps and have you know rooms full of of different th- constellations. You, you got it just... all in your hot little hand. Yeah. And funny. if you have an internet connection, you can get all sorts of updated things and it tells you when the space station is coming across. Gives you a picture of the day. Uh, shows you all the constellations and the artwork behind them. And you can even capture pictures and uh, share them with your friends. And five bucks is all that cost for the app and mm-hmm. it's called star walk and you should get it because it's really awesome and a, a cool friend of mine bought it for me so i'm really appreciative and of by it. the way we don't get any um we don't get any um, money for promoting this. no we like to review it, things it's just a review star walk is really cool get it for your eye device today so what are we talking about this week well today we have a really special treat for everybody but before uh we talk about that there's Mm -hmm. one last thing i want to tell everybody about um bob the cat that i do the voice for for Mm -hmm. pet zet.com p-e-t-dash-z-e-t.com put out his very first um preview video of um uh his uh, thing called zinema and you can go watch it, and he reviews this hilarious uh, video of these cats that do a rap. And uh, his first episode is out. So if you want to go hear me be Bob the Cat at PetZet.com, go check mm-hmm. it out, and you can watch the first video. It's really fun. Just go down and tell you find Zinema, and you'll see Bob the Cat sitting there, and that's me doing the voice. Very cool. And I did like 13 episodes, so 12 more to go. Wow. And then I get to do more. Yay. Hey, pups and kids. Bob on. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. It's a lot of fun. Oh, okay, now and, I can tell you what. And we also wanted to thank some people. Oh, yeah, yeah, that... yeah. We do need to thank some folks that helped this month. Um, we had some unexpected donations come in um, that were really a, a real big help because um, you know I had a whole bunch of work up to a certain point. And then all of a sudden it dropped right off when we had all that stock market stuff happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. But uh, then I had a couple of weeks of no work. And uh, people, without even realizing that, uh, really stepped up to the plate. 
and we had a couple of really nice donations come in. Uh, we just want to say thank you to everybody that donates to the podcast. That is such a really cool thing for us because it means that we get to spend more time doing this mm-hmm. and not have to do other things to make up to pay the bills. So if um, well, we want to say thank you, and if you are feel so inclined, please um, help us out. It doesn't, you know, if everybody gave, we have like a lot of listeners now. Our bandwidth, we did like three hundred and seventy some gigs of transfer a couple months ago or this last month i don't even remember this month we've already gone really high on our our bandwidth as well and we're getting and a we're lot of, of listeners yeah we're getting a lot of listeners but if everybody that uh, listened gave a few bucks we'd have more than enough just to do this full time and boy well, then we could offer other podcasts and more in-depth things and dramas and all sorts of other things if we had the time but uh if you feel so led please get a hold of us at takingwithyou.com you can hit on the donate button it gets paypal up there and you can do that or you can we have our address on there you can send a check in or whatever you want to do mm-hmm. we're totally up for it and uh and we appreciate every little bit we got a really cool um letter in the mail from our friend mark um that uh heard us talking about how your mic stand broke mm-hmm not only did he get a uh, MW CD from me that I'm uh, that I already sent him in the mail, but he donated extra and said this is for um, this is for Amy's um, new mic new stand. mic stand. So thank you, Mark. That was very kind of you. That was very nice. Right now I have something that Rick had used in a band a long time ago. Yeah, and it has Masking my tape. mic taped onto it (laughs) it's it's very unique looking yeah it's holding together right now but it's definitely at any minute it could fall off and hit you a temporary fix so anyway we've got some money towards that and we will get that uh we'll get that ordered as soon as we get a little bit more about so, halfway there. Yeah, we're halfway there. They they cost a little bit of bucks. I mean, I've, the stand that I have is like eighty bucks to to a hundred, I think it was, and yours was only like fifty something. And it and, fell it, apart. and it fell apart, and we can't fix it. It's broken mm-hmm. to the max. So uh, if we get another one like this one, I think is what we need, mm-hmm. and then uh, we can set you up with another mic stand. Yeah, I so have a go. mic that works, but the stand was broken. Oh, and then also we wanted to say thank you to um, our friend Colin from the UK who sent in a wonderful comment, uh, feedback on last program. Mm -hmm. That was really kind of him. We really like feedback and we don't get a whole bunch. And and there's one last thing that we need to do. We need to play Mm -hmm. a really cool comment from a listener that also listened to our podcast and really enjoyed it. Um, And that's Darmok or or Darmok from the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum. Darmok. Our friend Phil. From Jalantra. Well, you sounded like a like Mexican dish there, like cilantro, <laughs> but it's Darmok. Jalad from Talantra, isn't no. it? No. Not Talantra? No. Oh, wow. Don't say it when you don't know it. it I've heard it so many times because it's one of your favorite episodes of Star Trek. Timba, when the walls fell. Okay, well, let's play that comment, and then we're going to get to our interview today with our good friends Simon and Natalie Meddings from the UK, who are going to share with us... How to get along with each other, loving, living, and respecting each other. Um, Even if you don't quite believe the same. Exactly. And we'll be back with that after this. Hey, Rick and Amy. This is your friend Phil from New Jersey. I just wanted to let you know that I really, really, really enjoyed last week's Take Him With You, number 131, being elastic. I listened to it yesterday, and I wanted to get right back to you, but then life got in the way. 
and uh, I had a flurry of things I had to do. And um, what was what I really in, uh, enjoyed about it was the interview with Brett Hammond. The fact that you're covering uh, such a difficult topic as as a loss of a, of a church like that, a church burning down, and one's reaction to that I thought was, was good. It was really interesting hearing the story. Um, he seemed, you know, up and not like dour and defeated, which, which was good. I mean, he's going to, you know, get a a new church out of it, but, you know, he could have been complaining about, oh, <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of new stuff to deal with. But anyway, um, it's interesting, um, you know, when um, when God's people um, go through stuff and, uh, you know, start working through coming out on the other side. What I really uh, took away from uh, yesterday's uh, interview was the statement that uh, Brett Hammond made about Jeremiah. If he had been living today, that he'd be medicated and happy. And I guess we probably would not have um, we would not have gotten a um, a book of Jeremiah. But um, you know, we here in America we're so spoiled. We think that uh, that you know, tragedy and unfortunate things and loss um, happens to other people and not us. And my pastor uh, had a, an interesting phrase for that. He said, you know, we really don't have a theology for suffering in this country. And, you know, the Bible clearly tells us that, you know, we are going to experience things and, uh, you know, he'll be with us and, uh you know, even though I go th through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Of course, easier said than done. But, you know, definitely, um, you know, something we in this country uh, probably, um, you know, need to, uh, need to deal with a little more. And I guess with uh, current events, uh, that uh, may be just around the corner. Uh, but anyway, um, it was just good to, uh, to hear... Um, you know, a story about a Christian brother who uh, who is going through something and, uh, you know, is basically taking a godly attitude toward things. Anyway, love the podcast. Keep it up. Keep going. And everyone, take him with you. <laughs> you are so hilarious. Phil, what a great friend you are. Um, I met Phil over at the, um, the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. They have a great community over there, and uh, we got to be friends on there. And now we talk on Haytel all the time, and just a very encouraging guy. And I sure appreciate you, Phil. Thanks for the great comment, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around, and we'd like to think... Maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine, because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured. If you join us.
want to introduce real quick what we're going to be doing. We're going to be playing an interview from Simon and Natalie Meddings from the UK. Um, Simon and I have been friends for quite some time, uh, affectionately known as Meds. Uh, I met him on the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum as well, and we became fast friends. And now have uh, he's acted in a, a few of my dramas that I've done here on Take Him With You. You've heard his voice before. He's also the uh, co-host of Waffle On Podcast, which is just a great podcast. Uh, him and his friend Kel do a great job with that, and, and you should check that out. Waffle On Podcast, very cool. He's also one of the co-hosts of... Uh, of uh, the MASH 4077 podcast, which is excellent. He does that with Al Kessel and uh, uh, Kenny Mitleader. Is that how you say your name, Kenny? Mitleader? 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 Met- Kenny from California. <laughs> He's great, too. Uh, but uh, Meds is such a great guy, and, and uh, also I've worked with him on the Martians Are Here uh, podcast, as well as Martian Creative. He's a writer along with uh, Stefan Sonic. So we're good friends and talk quite a bit. And uh, I asked, I approached him and asked if we could do a, an interview with him and his wife. And they agreed. And so this is what you get. Hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Well, with us today, through the magic of the Internet, we happen to have some friends from clear across the ocean. Across the pond. As across like the pond, as we like to say, yes. <laughs> uh, with us is Simon and Natalie Meddings. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we're so excited to have you on the program today. You know, uh, we, we do so many different subjects and, and topics on Taking With You that uh, we thought this would be a really fun interview to do. But in order to really get into what we're going to talk about today, we thought it'd be fun to find out a little bit about you. <laughs> and so I know this is kind of a little bit different for, for you guys, but um, tell us just a little bit about yourselves. Um, how long have you been married now? And what do you do for a living? And what cool hobbies do you enjoy? Tell oh, us about and, you guys. And how did you meet? That well, was well, one of our questions. Well, yeah, too. but not yet. Not yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My wife is jumping the gun. Well, I thought that... They'd have to meet before they could get married. Well, they can tell us about themselves, okay. you know. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Natalie, Natalie, who are you? I'm Natalie Susan Meddings, and I'm just turned 37. I'm a nurse in an ED for you Americans. ER. ER no, ER. ER, sorry, in America. ED. It? It's ED, ED over it's here. It's not an alphabet game. It's ED over here. <laughs> um, I'm a... Charge nurse, sister, whatever you want to call me, and work with children and adults that are very accident prone. Oh my! Aww. So you, so you're used to blood then? Oh yes. Oh, I would yes. faint if I had your job. I'd faint on the ground. Oh no, I love a bit of blood and guts. Excellent. Well, now you know where I get my writing from. I guess so. You must. You draw on her for inspiration, don't you? The horror stories. Yeah. I come home and tell horror stories, and then Cy writes them up. What are some of your What are some of your hobbies, Natalie? What do you like to do when you don't when you're not helping people to not have accidents? Um, looking after our dog, uh, we've only got one dog now, Emma. I like walking her. Not that she likes walking anymore. Uh, <laughs> like knitting, sewing, and doing my family tree. Oh, very cool! All right, family tree is my big one, really. Are you a science fiction nut like your husband? Not as much, but I, I do dabble, yes. So I think my dad, over the years, has uh, got me into sort of more blokey programs and sci-fi than most women. 
So, yeah, so I, I'm trying to keep up with him if I can. Well, I guess the big question is, do you know the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Well, then you, <laughs> then you, you get to and keep your if I didn't before card. I married him, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> we have a hilarious story. My wife did not know that I was a Trekkie before we got married, and uh, she caught me on our honeymoon watching Star Trek. In um, the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> that went down really badly. Yes, that was not my yeah. favorite part of our honeymoon. No, no, no. Like, no. Where is my I'm, husband? You know, we've waited all this time to to share our lives together. Oh, sure, and, that's what you were gonna say. And then, <laughs> and then I wake up in the middle of the night and he's not there. <laughs> it's like what in the world? It was logical. They had color TV and Star Trek was playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she says, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised your marriage has lasted as long as it has. <laughs> I, I got her over to the dark side, so we're okay. Uh, I, I still don't really like watching the old reruns of Star Trek, but the But we I do. Don't know, but, but we do. But it yes. happens. So okay. Simon, tell us it. a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Ah uh, well I uh, I'm an engineer in the day. Uh I make uh I work for a small family firm and we make hammers. Uh, I'm in charge of the metal component. Uh writer at the night. Um, virtually all night. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, nearly, how old am I? Nearly thirty-eight. Thirty-eight in a few weeks. Yeah, in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, we've been married for for three years. Three Just years. gone three years. Wow! So. I remember before you were married, and you told everybody on the Trex. We we met on the Trex and Sci-Fi Forum, you and I. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember when you told us, "Well, guys, I'm going to be gone for a while. I'm getting married," and we all went, "What?" Because <laughs> you didn't I got my you, man. Yeah, it was very exciting for us all. And then, gosh, you got him domesticated. I'm impressed, Natalie. Yeah, he's, well, he's well, harsh trained uh, now. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I was domesticated before I met you. <laughs> so, so you like to write, and uh, you know, you've been um, known for you. You do some acting as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I, I'm still involved with Missing Hen, uh, but I, I kind of tend to just do um, the odd acting thing with them now because my writing uh, has taken off more uh, and working with and for Stefan and, and, of course, with yourself, yeah. that's uh, that's taken up virtually my time. So I had to kind of decide, um, you know, which was the more important out of all the outside jobs I do and that was you know Martian Creative as as really NATO can hold so um yeah that takes up virtually all of my spare time yes <laughs> I understand how that works as my so wife just I. looks at me <laughs> <laughs> yes you do our wives they get they get to be widows sometimes don't they oh oh definitely yeah yeah you know, it's, it's free time for knitting so I can't, can't complain well there it's you go very, he normally does a lot of his writing and sort of online stuff when I'm on at work in the evenings yeah right. I mean there's been times Rick, when you when me and you have been talking in a meeting and Natalie's came home uh, and I said right guys gotta go because uh, I haven't put the kettle on and uh oh <laughs> you get in trouble for that wife, wife needs oh, tea yeah so, you know right. so you've got to have the tea Amen to that. I like my tea. Yeah. So, sometimes Rick will start the tea before I wake up in the morning. If I'm a real good husband and I remember to do that, it makes I start me the very tea. Very happy. But if <laughs> I don't, she's not too happy with me. So, oh no, she'll get over it though. I get over it. Yes, you do. All right. Well, good question here for you guys. How did you find each other? 
Uh, I'm, I'm passing it over to you. Uh, shall I give the romanticised version? Or the... No, just give the true version. <laughs> the true version is that it was the one a... that the one that we that we didn't tell the parents. Tell the true version. <laughs> but what if they listen though? Uh, I don't think they listen to my podcast. Oh, okay. Well, my version of the story. I don't know what size version is then. It's obviously something completely different. Mm. Um, I'd been single for a while and one of the doctors that I'd known for a short while was having a house party about ooh, seven years ago to this mm. month now, isn't it really? It was in August we met. And she said, oh, I'm having a barbecue house party. Come along, come along. Loads of people coming. I went, oh, don't know. Finished work, got home. And you thought, you know what? I'm sat at home doing nothing. I should be getting out there and having some fun. So got my glad rags on and uh, off I went to this doctor's house party and I was uh, not far off leaving after being there a few hours and I thought, oh, her boyfriend's so nice, he's, you know, so sweet to her and just happened to mention a few days later, so oh, your boyfriend's really nice and she went, oh, I haven't got a boyfriend, you know, who do you mean? I said, oh, the described Simon. She went, oh, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> and then I went, ah, and she went, mm. <laughs> and that was pretty much how the conversation went. And then next thing I know, I get given on a scrap of paper his mobile phone number and told to ring him. So I fairly promptly did on a Saturday morning and woke him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a good party as well because I was, uh, I'd had a, a few beers, <laughs> if I seem to remember. And I was sober. And, and you were sober because you was driving. And I, I was sitting on my own on a, on a step in the garden. And um, I was just looking at some clouds and, uh, you know, you know what you do, you just while away at the time. And Natalie came and sat next to me. We struck up a pretty good conversation. And I didn't think nothing, really nothing else of it. I thought well, she was quite nice. But the next day I, w- I went to the pub again with um, a couple of my other friends. And uh, uh, and one of them turned around and said, oh, you seem to be getting on rather well with, with Natalie. And I was trying to shake my head. Who, the, who was Natalie then? <laughs> and then another described her. I thought, yeah, she was really cool. She was pretty nice. So I then persuaded um, my friend to uh, give her my mobile number and hope that uh, she might phone. So and she did. She's quite nice. Oh, very good. early in the morning, I must admit. It phone. wasn't that early. It was about nine in the morning. It was early for a single <laughs> man. It'd been out in the yeah, I was going to say, that's not early once you have kids, but it is early when, no, you, yeah. when you don't have kids. <laughs> see, well, I thought Hannah had just given me your phone number without you actually giving it to her to give to me. You see, so that's a bit of news to me there, that you mm. actually gave your number to Hannah. No, I gave it to Donna, who gave it to Hannah. Ah, yeah. You see, so things come out in the wash. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's a conspiracy. But, hey, it worked out good, didn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah, it seemed to. Yeah, so so okay, so you fell madly in love with each other, and you decided let's spend the rest of our lives together, and you got married. We mm. did. That's pretty exciting. So, and now it's been three years. Uh, uh-huh. Do you feel adjusted to married life, or are you? Is it still kind of crazy? Because you also have a, a little blessing in your home too. Uh, what do you mean, the dog? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's exactly what oh, I meant. Hold on. No, you oh. mean you mean my my uh, my my DVD collection, don't you? That's yeah, what you the mean. Star Trek DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we have a little daughter now who's uh, two in the blonde uh, bombshell on the twentieth of August. Wow, uh, which just seems to have that's flown by. Flown by, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, to to be fair, because we we um, we lived with each other before we got married. Yeah, uh, which is. Uh, which is naughty. Uh, <laughs> but because, to, to be fair, because we, we both um, lived, uh, we both lived on our own. Well, I lived on my own for a year, and then I've, I've lived away from home for something like, oh, blimey, 15, 16 years, and Natalie right. has as well. Right. Um, we're both fiercely independent, 
And then we Very. met each other with Fierce Independent. We moved in with each other. We still kept our independence. <laughs> we still vowed uh, we would keep our independence. Yeah, because to a I think it's part of our and it's part of our own. Um, we wanted our own identity, didn't we? Still. Yeah. And so when we got married, it was just really, you know, nothing, nothing different, really, because we'd we'd live, live with each other anyway. Sure. And, uh, sure. and but it was quite. It was nice. I mean, I'm glad. We, obviously, I'm glad we got married. I'm very proud to be a husband. Um, but nothing really else changed. I still do all the cooking and you tend to do all the ironing. Yeah, I do most of the dog walking. <laughs> Every yeah, once in a while I'll hear I'll hear Simon say he's ironing and I'm always getting a kick out of that because how often do we how often do we iron, Amy? Um only if you're like doing a wedding or something and I and your shirt needs press, but generally we use the washer and dryer and hang things up so we don't have, have to, to iron. iron. We mm. hardly ever iron here. Oh, oh, see, I like my creases in my clothes. You know, that's not mm. pressed creases. I don't tend to use a tumble dryer that much, and then it gets chucked in the, the laundry pile, and then it gets creased, so it has to be ironed. Exactly. Yeah, let's move away from the <laughs> let's move away from the conversation about ironing. People will be thinking, "Man, these people in, in we're England living are living really on the edge boring. here." Look at that. <laughs> I was frogs around creases. I get a I get a huge kick out of Mike uh, Mike Featherstone. I don't know if you he he comments on ironing quite a bit. So, Mike, if you're listening. Um, I get a kick out of it when you, you're like, I've got to do the ironing. And I can just hear you. And it's, <laughs> I doubt, he listens to podcasts while he irons, so it makes it easier, I guess. It, it oh, just... that'd be good. Well, he's, he's our uh, unofficial uh, mascot for Waffle on Mike is because he always makes <laughs> Kel laugh. So he's a... Well, I think so. Si only does the ironing, so it gives him a good excuse to put a DVD or something on the TV. He's, oh, I've put it on while I was doing the ironing, you know. So it's like a bit of a cover. That is true, actually. I watched the entire series of Firefly through ironing, so it very was good. good. That's very good. Got a lot of ironing done that month. That was quite good, actually. Yeah. It's a good series of Firefly. And you didn't put any um, burn marks on any of the clothes, and you get to no, a good part. Pretty good. Of, pretty good. At it. Pretty good. A good part of the I DVD and scorch something. <laughs> I, I, would I tend to? Uh, mess up it tends to be um i tend to put stuff in the tumble dryer that's supposed to aren't I? you yeah you shrink things in the tumble dryer yeah <laughs> probably my t-shirts don't fit well <laughs> <laughs> well i i know that um we've been pretty excited to watch you guys as uh you've had your first child and it's so fun to watch her growing up and it's exciting to see you guys and and you know what little bit I know I know this is a little bit uncomfortable f- for you meds I, I think on the on doing a podcast where we're talking about personal stuff because usually you talk about your writing or you talk about stuff but but you never get put in the hot seat on your personal life so this could be yeah. a little bit uncomfortable for you. Huh? It's all right. Natalie will do all the talking. <laughs> that's pretty much the way our relationship goes, anyway. Oh, okay, all right. Well, then that's okay. That's normal, then I guess. Amy's she's hilarious about that kind of thing. I I tend to be an open book, and she tends to be an open book sometimes on things that I don't think she should be an open book on. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite an open book, and Sai isn't. No, that's no. pretty much how it is, isn't it? Well, that was about yeah, all today. Well, today's about pretty more than anything, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought it would be a really interesting subject to approach um, from the standpoint of faith in the home. Now, Simon, you and I are good friends. We've been friends for quite some time now, and we've had lots mm-hmm. of conversation about God and the Bible and faith and stuff like that. And you mentioned a while back, I was. I did not know this, but you had mentioned that your wife um, 
has a church that she belongs to and that you met her pastor and you've actually helped with her podcast and done a few things like that. And so I, at the, at that time, you know, we had never, I mean, we talked about a lot of things, but we didn't, I didn't have any well, idea what it was like in your home. Usually the polite thing is to avoid religion and politics. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, well, if yeah. you want to still have friendships, you just don't talk about that kind of stuff. But in, but in this case... Since um, we have a spiritual podcast, we do talk about <laughs> spiritual things. Well, yeah. And, you know, the whole idea behind Taking With You is so that people who maybe wouldn't ever walk into a church could put on this material, listen to it, learn a little bit, and actually even puts give some input into the to the discussions, maybe even from a point of view that differs from ours. Oh, my mm. gosh. Watch out. You know, I mean, what hap- what would happen if you actually had a sane discussion? I don't know. But uh, that's what we try to do. And so when we were putting together some ideas, we were we go uh, to a little Chinese restaurant in town on Mondays and sit down and just have lunch together and talk about what we want to do on the show that week and so on and so forth. And we were planning out some episodes coming up and um, we got to thinking, who would we like to have on the show? Because a lot of people really enjoy the interviews that we do with different people. And your guys' names came up right away. And so, um, and, and Amy said, well, what should we interview them about? And I knew immediately what to do. And, and she was just, I don't know, what, what should we interview them about? And I immediately thought, I would really like to hear the perspective of one person in the home maybe having a stronger faith in one area and another person in the home maybe not having that same, how do they get along together and how does it flow smoothly without getting into huge arguments and stuff? I mean, who knows? Maybe you do get into huge arguments. We'll find out here in a moment. <laughs> but I think that would be a fascinating discussion because I think a lot of times in a lot, uh, I know a lot of people that go to church hear a, a real one-sided um, um, discussion on this kind of thing because they'll say, well, you know, um, you know, we're, this is the way you should do it and blah, 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 blah. But they don't really have another perspective on it. And it never really, the other side doesn't ever get a chance to talk about it. And I thought it would be really interesting since this program isn't in a church setting, we could talk about both sides of, of how people feel about, uh, you know, somebody having a stronger faith in this area and somebody not having faith in this area. How do we get along and how does that work? And I thought, why not ask you guys? That would be fun. <laughs> and here we are. So so here we are. So the first thing I wanted to ask was, um, did either of you growing up go to church at all? And if you did, what was your experience with that? Uh, I've always been to church. Um, my parents, my, my first recollections of church were going to a church called the United Reformed Church, uh, which... I don't know whether you have anything similar in America or not, but I found the building very sort of old, sort of creepy kind of church, old school style. And then a new church got built 100 yards down the road, really. My mum and dad thought, well, hang on, this is a... It's not grasping the children's imagination. They got Sunday school and it was okay. And we, we had fun there and we, we learned a lot. Um, but then this new Methodist centre opened up and mum and dad said, let's go along and try it out. My grandparents stayed going to the United Reformed Church. And we then carried on going to the Methodist centre. And that is where I still go now. Oh. Married there and had our daughter baptised there. Wow. Mm. Okay. And... and um uh, Simon had mentioned that you, uh, the minister there, is he newer? Uh, did he just arrive on the scene in the last five years or so? Oh, uh, the minister that married us has just recently retired, hasn't he? Mm. He we baptized Isla and then 
um, retired well, weeks later, really. And we've oh, got wow. a new minister in post now who actually is pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. Ah, good, good. Okay. So how about you, Simon? Did you grow up going to church at all? Uh, yeah, my um, my mom uh, go uh, well went and still goes to the same church, which was a uh, uh, United Reformed Church, um, and I was baptized. You know, baptizer. Yeah, you were. But uh, I was given a choice of um, if I wanted to be baptized. I went to Sunday school. I uh, wasn't particularly interested in that. Uh, you got to play football, so that was quite good. Um, <laughs> but um, my mum and dad, my mum said to me, my dad's not, my dad is, well, he's like me. Uh, he, he, he didn't really go, uh, so I just normally went with my mum. I was also part of the boys' brigade at that point there. I lasted about a month there because I, I didn't really like it. Um, and what, what, and what, what's the boys' brigade? What is that? Boys' brigade is, is a bit like a. Um, like, like scouts, but oh, through like the church. Yeah, it's the church. I was also right. a member of the skate. I was a member of the skating troupe for from the age of eight up to um, sixteen. I think I went for it. Oh, um, so we used to go to uh, church every now and again to do the flag bearing and everything. Oh, okay. um, but I, I, you know, I didn't really, didn't really like it too much. But uh, I think I've told you, that, Vic, about this before. But my mum gave me the option of, and my brother. Uh, if we'd like to be baptised, says, look, it's entirely up to you. If you want to do it, yeah, then come along. If not, then knock it on the head. And there you go. And I went because I knew um, that the vicar's daughter was going to be the one who was going to be holding my hand. And she was uh, she was <laughs> two years changes. old. She was two years older than me, and I had a bit of a crush. Um, so I said yes. <laughs> She's probably not the not the. Not the uh, not that that was meant to do that, really. I suppose, but uh... well, it's not probably the right reason for it. But you know, it's hey. all about love. Oh yeah, well, well. <laughs> so I've never, I've never been confirmed, and yet you're saying you you have really or baptized. Oh, I've done a lot more than Well, you know, we we were youth ministers for for many many years, and we've seen we've seen all sorts of reasons people come to church and. <laughs> And for youth, that is yeah. probably the number one reason yeah. is that they they think that you know someone's cute or yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So whether it's You're a good normal. motive or not, it's, it's normal. <laughs> Very normal. <laughs> okay, so so both of you then had some exposure to church when you were young. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you you're dating each other. You move in together. You you fall in love. You you get married, and now you have a child. And and now I'm sure the discussions came up while you were dating and, and when you met each other about religion, faith, God, those kind of things. So I bet it was really a fascinating process. Uh, you're together. You didn't you didn't you weren't you didn't repel from each other. Let me ask this question from Natalie. Why is why is your faith so important to you? I suppose. I mean, I, I, I can't really give you a straight answer in many ways. It's a sense of belonging and familiarity, and I enjoy it. You know, I, I understand that, you know, they're fables in the Bible and, you know, take them with a pinch of salt, but I enjoy the mm-hmm. stories and the, just the morals and the values, really. And it's just... So it's familiarity. It's more a spiritual thing than a, a faith, if you want to describe it as that. Sure, sure. Okay, so would would that be then the reason that you go to church is for that that sense of belonging and something bigger than yourself, a bigger thing to belong to, or what what would be 
I mean, why would why would you even want to go to church? What's that? What's the motivation in your heart for that? I do enjoy going to church and sort of reinforcing, you know, things I've been taught as a child. And it is, it's just, they're always so welcoming and it's a, nice to be part of that community. And it's, it's hard to explain because I say, I, I don't go to church very often, partly because of my job sort of makes me work most weekends. But when I do go, I come back feeling very happy and calm and just nice about the world and there's so much bad out there particularly at the moment you know it's just nice to be in a, a nicer place very cool all right how about you simon um is faith <laughs> is faith important to you i mean i i know we've had discussions before now and and this mm. is is pretty revealing for you know and you don't have to go into great detail but but um I know that you're not really big time wanting to go to church all the time. So yeah. what, what, what is it about organized religion that doesn't really appeal to you? Um, well, it, it's what you said before on, on your podcast, that there's a difference between religion and faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I remember hearing the podcast that you did with, uh, with well, our mutual good friend, Jen, uh, Rose and her husband, mm-hmm. uh, and that interview actually opened my eyes to a certain degree of a lot of stuff because I always associated the two things as together as the same thing, right. and uh, and quite clearly it isn't really. And uh, it made me think a little bit more about my position on uh, faith and with religion, with with organised religion. Um, if I'm honest, uh, uh, and I may as well be, I have no time for it at all, um, only because. And as I say, I, I, I mentioned the difference between faith and religion. Uh, I don't believe in you should have anything that's organised um, because if something's organised, it means it's a rule. Uh, and if you've got a rule, then ultimately it's going to end up to somebody being in charge, having a leader, and that's when you go down a dangerous route of um, people following one person uh, in, in charge of something, uh, which lead, ultimately leads to, to fanaticism. Uh, and that, in this day and age especially, uh, is is simply not acceptable. Um, that's the reason why I don't like organised religion. Plus, as well, in a, in where I come from, um, my city we had a lot of problems with uh, with violence, um, which which is actually was political, but they used it as a religious purpose of uh, Catholicism virtues, um, Protestants with the IRA sure. uh, attacks in Birmingham, uh, and so I was brought up on that. And, uh, and when you see that going on, and of course the aftermath of that, uh, it does leave you slightly scarred. Um, yeah. But that doesn't necessarily say that I don't uh, respect it um, because I do. But uh, when it comes to, org- I, I don't believe you, you need to have an organised religion to have a faith. That's that's my 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 own belief right. anyway. Well, I've always found it really interesting in getting to be your friend. You have never made me feel uncomfortable or you've never mocked me, at least not to my face. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I've always said that. Um... You, but you've always, you've always been very, very respectful of my beliefs. But then again, too, I'm not a real churchy type of person either. I'm more I more talk about faith than I do about religion, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I mean, I'll always, I've always been honest in what I, uh, what I believe, and uh, and I've never felt I wouldn't mock anybody anyway because I don't, I, I, it's not my place to. I mean, why, why should I, um, 
you know, I have my my beliefs, and and you have yours, and 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 like many people. But I think everything has to be open to conversation and to theory more than anything. My my point is is the world is made of theories, and if you can have a, a, an intellectual conversation with somebody who who has a strong faith. Uh, and to say I don't have a strong faith, then you're on the right track. But I, I think sometimes you find, yeah, I think you've mentioned it on your podcast before when you've talked about you know these evangelical people on TV and basically they're just after money and they 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 go after the vulnerable people, the weak-minded. Right. Um, you, you know, you see people on street corners. I, I was in London recently. There's a per- person you know who was shouting, uh, being born again Christian and was telling me I was going to go to hell. Well, with all due respect, how do you know I'm going to go to hell? Um, I could be the, you know, the, the nicest guy in the world. Who, you know, uh, we was in church earlier for a funeral. Uh, there was an older lady standing next to me who I gave gave a chair to. Uh, t- to me, that's doing a good thing. Uh, she doesn't know that. So right. what right does she have to tell me? That's the thing that's wrong with, with stuff. Um, but no, I'd, I'd never mock anybody on their, their beliefs because it's, um, well, that's, that's, that's the worst thing you can do to anybody is, is make fun of them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very cool. That, I mean, that's, this, this is a great perspective. All right. Now, good question for both of you then. Um, chocolate. <laughs> Peruvian chocolate, right? <laughs> that's no. a yeah, Venezuelan. Venezuelan. Uh, Actually, oh, we need to send you some. That's yeah. Cadbury. Yeah. Cadbury's is good. We I've like got Cadbury. a big bar of Galaxy here at the moment. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> I wish we had the transporter right now. You could just beam it right over here. Um, you got no chance. <laughs> it would never reach you. Yeah, I, I, think, I think chocolate can enforce someone's belief in a higher power. God, because it is, just, it is just so divine. When you no, it, it, <laughs> so it, it, if communion gave you chocolate, you'd get yeah, more people going to church. I think so. Well, I was getting chocolate a kick out of it. You know, our, 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 friend, uh, our friend Sue from New York, you know, Spalter. Yeah, yeah. She when we did communion one day on the podcast, she took it with a cup of coffee, a latte, and a and a biscotti. Yeah, because that's oh, all she had. Good. But you know, I mean, that there it was just we were talking about the symbolism of it, not the exact. You uh, over know. there, they'd say biscuit. Biscuit. That's right. You guys, I knew biscuit. what you meant. Don't worry. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So let me ask you this, Natalie. When when Isla was born, did. <laughs> Did that strengthen your faith? Uh, what, what what was that experience like to to have a life right there in front of you that you that you carried with you? Did that strengthen your faith in God? I think it stayed the same, really. I think it made me think about how I was going to bring her up. And Simon and I obviously had discussions about would she go to church? Would she be baptized? <laughs> and we had differing opinions on those kind of things. And sure. and. I think I'm still pretty much the same, really. You know, I'd like to think that I'm fairly consistent and don't know if Cy would agree with that or not. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So in having these discussions, um, you know, again, you don't have to share this if you don't want to, but um, how did you guys approach that without getting into some knockdown, drag-out fights? How do you approach that? Well, it's probably the same way we went about... Um, getting married? Getting, yeah, talking about getting married. It was because... Um, Natalie wanted to get married in her family church, which is where her sister got married, where, as she mentioned earlier on, she'd been going. And I, I was sort of like, um, 
Well, it doesn't bother me either way. I mean, I, I, I would prefer to have got married in a nice castle dressed in a suit of armour with lightsabers. Uh, <laughs> right, well, there you go. It was never, you know, well, you probably dressed as Princess Leia or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, Rick, Don't tell about the honeymoon. Rick wanted, uh, <laughs> I wanted to wear leather and have Rick purple have, um, purple fog yeah, and a guitar a, solo when electric, we walked down there. He wanted a rock band but coming I, I out didn't, of the baptismal What's up with this? Thing. We didn't win, Simon. We didn't win. <laughs> Strangely uh, enough, no. No, I think yeah, it's the uh, women are the most powerful force. They yes, are all they... anomalies. We know it. Uh, oh, I know. No, I think I think it was the same. The, the conversation that we had, and uh, if I'm honest, the um, the minister of Natalie's church, who was uh, uh, whose name is Brian, um, he came round to Natalie's house and we sat down with us and said, "Look, you know." Um, what what's your bit like what you just asked actually you know do you have faith and all this kind of stuff and i, I thought like, you know i'm i won't lie anyway um well, little little eyes are, are perfectly fine as well it's like I, <laughs> I didn't eat the chocolate uh, but i certainly wasn't gonna gonna lie to a, a man who i respected because i liked him anyway and right. uh, i said i was honest with him like i have been with you and he's he, it all teetered on what his answer was gonna be and he he turned around and says well do you love natalie well yeah and if you have children, would you bring them up a, a Christian way? Uh, not necessarily in religion, but in, you know, the, the Christian rules of the law of the country. And I went, yeah, as well, I think you're perfectly fine. That's not for me to judge. And you know what? To me, <clears throat> that was that was the most important thing. Because if, if he turned around and been uh, the almighty, oh, no, you will have to come for Bible lessons. It, my answer would have been... Well, excuse me, I've actually read the Bible. In fact, I've read it three times. And I've never read it from cover to cover, so yeah. there you go. So there, there, there's the irony. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I like to know, well, you know, if, I, if I'm going to, you know, uh, I like to know my subject before I, you know, sure. talk about it. But um, sure. he, he was all bordered on his answer. And because of the, his answer made me feel, well, that's different. That's not what I was expecting. You know, he's not judging me. Yeah, uh, it suddenly turned things around a bit, and I said, "Well, yeah, I'd love to get married." And we 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 made a donation to a church and all that, and and got married there. And when it came to Isla, um, we had a chat. Well, we we don't we don't tend to do these kind of like let's sit down and have a conversation. We'll 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 be watching TV or something, and one of us will raise the subject. And uh, one of us will raise an eyebrow and pause the TV and go, what, what now? Um, and then, maybe not pause the TV and just say what now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happens uh, with and, us too. And, and Isla was brought up, and Natalie said she wanted to have Isla um, baptised or christened. or christened, whichever yeah. way you... And I turned around and said, well, if Brian can do it, because I think Brian was leaving. Brian was heading for his retirement, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, then I have, I have no problem with it. And Natalie said, well, you know, I'd like to take Isla to church with me. And I said, well, look, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to go. Um, but uh, I'm not going to stop stop at you all. Well, I certainly wouldn't stop Natalie. And I, I, it's not my right to turn around and say... Isla can't go. If she doesn't want to go when she's a bit older and she's a bit more wise to it, then that's entirely up to her. Wow. And so that's how we just talked about it, really. We've never had any, you know, arguments or anything. I mean, I tend to uh, question a lot more and say, well, explain to me why, right. um, you know, Noah and he's, you can't get all those animals on there and there would have been ones left behind. That's not our, right. <laughs> that right. kind of thing. But we, you know, it's not, it's not, it's right. not, uh, you know, it's never serious, is it? Really? No, I mean, I going back to a question actually you asked earlier on about why do I go to church? And the thing I think I enjoy out of the the services that I've been to recently, in particular, is the the modern interpretation of you know 
chapter and verse, you know, mm. someone will have a reading and then the minister, like in any sort of service, will, you know, not preach their opinions, but make you think about that passage and relate it to modern day life. And that brings the Bible to life for me. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about what the old scripture says, it's about the modern interpretation of it. Right. But, and I think, well, it's got to be kept young and upbeat for the youngsters to grasp it with all the modern technology around. Yeah. They've got to do something to get the edge. And I think that's what our church succeeds yeah, in doing. I, I think that also leads into what you was, you was asking me earlier on about organised religion, because I think some, some organised religions uh, don't grasp the concept that certain things need to change, because we, we speak the English language now, but this is not the same language that we had in Shakespeare. You know, right. Time changes. It's not King, and it's King, the, King James anymore, is it? No, no, because, and also because of the fact, you know, when you think that the Bible was translated from Hebrew and, and Aramaic into right. um, Latin and also uh, Greek, right. it can't be the same because I translate when we did the 18 podcast, the, the Spanish for face is actually comes out as face slap, which is a totally <laughs> wow. different meaning. So, yeah. right. you know, these things do change, but, um, you know, some people don't, don't accept that. And in, in 200 years' time, things will, things will be a little bit different, but people won't know that then, but, yes. you know, obviously we will. Well, like we were talking on our podcast the other day when we when we when Amy and I discussed the whole um prejudice against women and mm. and we were talking about that one passage of scripture where it's been interpreted for so long um that women were not to say anything in church. Right. I mean, and all a... these different things and then we, and that as you read it and you look at the actual original language, it wasn't talking about women never being able to talk about their faith. Or even participate as leaders in the in the church. It was it was about something completely different. And but yeah. but if you don't take the time to find that out, you won't know. Yeah. Well, and no, and that's that's exactly what you say though. Is that there will be a lot of people out there who have been told by by one person that yes. you know, like yes. that. Let's face it, not being funny. And if anyone finds this disrespectful, well, sorry, that's your own trouble. That nutter Phelps guy who keeps saying that the world's going to end. Right. Now, there's loads of people who believe him to 100%. Yeah. And, and those horrible, the, no, that, that's not Phelps. Phelps is the horrible family, isn't it, who keeps saying people should die and, and all that, that, the horrible family who we placards. Yeah, some people follow that to ridiculous lengths and believe everything they say because that's what they know. Yeah, if they, they may not have read what the actual thing means. I know, and, and you're, I know. You, you said that they on your podcast. And yeah. I'd, I'd actually really like to know how many people didn't know that about women in church until right. they heard it through you. I bet there's a few, you know. Yeah, a, a lot. Well, I mean, I, I, I remember being in meetings with uh, guys red in the face, uh, like sweating and profusely and shouting and banging their hands on the on the table dying you know swear up and down that this is this is how it is and they never they didn't even know (laughs) they're like defending a a useless thing it's like what are you doing but you know what uh it was said best by one of the kids in the in our congregation when we uh decided to retire from that and resign and get out of there uh one kid said uh oh that's all right pastor rick you were too what, what do you say you were too funky for that church anyway yeah <laughs> and and i took that as a huge compliment because oh it, yeah because you know now what we do is is we're reaching you know we're reaching out and talking about stuff that people wouldn't normally listen to or or think about because we try not to do it in a real stuffy religious way yeah our church has well, the methodist church that i go to has always been like that i mean i remember Probably going back when my sister was about early teens, maybe not even a teenager, and she actually took the service. 
And it was all done very much in the style of a newsreader called Angela Rippon. If you Google her, and she she was a newsreader for the BBC um, oh, for many years over here. And my sister led the whole service in a newsreel style. I mean, they're talking, what, probably 30 years ago. And mm. even now, that would be a modern thing to do. Right, right. And, so it's, and that's it's years a lot, ago. It sounds like it's a lot more progressive and very uh, current with yeah, what's yeah. going on. That's really, really cool. We were, I was just reading a thing the other day from somebody who was all upset and they're saying, well, then people that comment on TV shows in church and that's horrible. And, you know, they're watering it all down. And I thought to myself, lady, this is why nobody goes to church because yeah. it's not relevant to them. And so it's awesome yeah. and refreshing when you find a place that really does, you know, stay current with what's going on. And then, like you said, Natalie, they make it practical. And that's, I think, yeah. the most important thing of all. And not not lunatic, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that would do religion and make it real lunatic, and it's really strange, and it's just off the wall. But then you find a place like like you go to, and and you go, oh, okay, this is cool because they can make it very practical and relatable to normal life. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where it's at. That's very cool. Okay, here we go. Um, what are some areas of common ground that you have established since? Since Simon, you're not really a churchgoer, and Natalie, you you would love to do that more often with uh, with Isla. What are some common ground that you share when it comes to your beliefs? Because you obviously have similar values. Um, We've been brought up very similar. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, both my parents do still go to church. Probably more my mum than my dad, and they both have been or still go to you know my parents were united reformed simon's mom is still united reformed so there's that common background there so i suppose in many ways we've been brought up very similar yeah. um, i don't think that's a that's a faith thing though i just think that's because we've been brought up having moral values more yeah it, yeah it is probably more moral than right spiritual or religious which, is, which i suppose is you know it's they're, they're both similar things but well that's a that's a great question that uh, that leads into a, an interesting question what what do you think? Um, do you think that the moral beliefs that we have are based in religious type of things, or is or it just spiritual or spiritual things, or is it is it uh, more just kind of what the society says and the law is? Uh, no, I, 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 well, I suppose it depends. Again, like the question that you asked, how you brought up. I, I think uh, morality and is is really um, brought up with you as you're growing up naturally i think depending of course what your family background is i mean sure. if you're, you're brought up in a really rough area and your your parents taking drugs and they, they haven't got a job then your morality background is generally going to be associated with that because it's the norm it's the right. area around you right um i was brought up in a very stable background uh parents married a uh, brother but you know i had both had all of had work so my my um my background has always been brought up to work hard, look after each other, and do that. Um, now, I suppose if you could look at that as a, a faith background or just a moralistic belief, right? Uh, it's a hard, it's a hard one to choose because it's, you know it's um, it's a it's a it's a very similar thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, you know, and it can be it can be the same in one or it can be different. Which is yeah, I mean, it's like you asked me earlier on, you know, what do I think in faith? So I have faith in human beings, I have faith in people. Um, sometimes that that hasn't worked because <laughs> ended up being humble, humble people. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's 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 always been my thought about faith. Um, that's not necessarily a 
a religious aspect, uh, as I said before. You know. Right, right. Okay, so so Natalie, you come home, you guys are having a conversation, and all of a sudden something kicks in a little bit more religious-centered or more faith-centered, and you start to have a little bit of a disagreement. How do you guys get get from A to B? How do you how do you have that conversation without getting in a big argument? I think our relationship's always been sniggering in the background. We've always talked and listened, probably me more talking than some and just listening, going, yeah, okay, oh, mm. I'll get a word in edgeways in a minute. <laughs> um, but I don't know, we, we do, we just respect each other and we respect each other's opinions and sometimes they do differ and sometimes we, I mean, we hardly, I don't think we've ever really argued, really. No. We've had a few disagreements and a few little huffs maybe, but we... I think because we are that, that independent streak still runs pretty strong in both of us. We both respect that we are going to be different. I think there has been the odd, the odd occasion because I can be so. Um, uh, oh, what's the word? I'll let you choose a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't so, say it. Uh, uh, yeah, I can be quite self-opinionated quite a bit at times, and uh, if I, it depends what day or what mood I'm in, uh, if we're having a conversation, I can be. You know, I, I'm a person who knows his facts and knows his theories on stuff. And because I've read quite well on, on religious aspects, not not necessarily just uh, Christian or anything like that, I will throw those out into an argument. Right. Uh, but I tend not to do that too much because one, it's like as, as we said around, I respect Natalie's belief. I mean, it's not for not for me to mock and not for me to turn around and say you shouldn't shouldn't have this because uh, I think actually Natalie said a. a a good thing earlier on that you shouldn't take everything in uh, the Bible as fact uh, because it quite clearly can't be from a scientific point of view. Again, my opinion, right. and it's so it can be so easily for me to turn around and throw that into an argument as right. it could be so easy for somebody who has a strong faith to turn around and say, "No, I know for a fact that you know this this happens." So there's, there has to be that point of respect for each other, um, and if. As I say, we've never really had an argument with, uh, about it because it's never really been brought up to have an argument with. No, I think we just respect each other too much to, to do that, really. Yeah. And also as well, because, I mean, if you have a full-blown argument, you could end up hurting the person. And it, just having an argument, having a conversation, the last thing you want to do is hurt the person. Right. And, 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 and just like you said that before we started off on this podcast, you turned around and said, well, Amy, you said this, that, that generally the, the, the rule of thumb is when you first meet people is never talk about politics and never talk about religion because they are going to be the, the things that yeah. are going to cause... Hot topics. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, the hot, the hot buttons the or hot the triggers. Topics. Well, it's, it's often really close to people's hearts, you know, the, about what someone believes about the way things should their, be their ideals. Or, well, you know? I mean, you think about it, Simon, when we're when we're on the Treks and Sci-Fi forum, that is such a wonderful and accepting place for just about any walk of life. I mean, anybody mm. can be accepted there. But as soon as we talk about politics or religion, what happens? <laughs> it, it it degrades quickly. Oh yeah. 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 And, and sometimes yeah. we have a, there was once one time, a couple of times we've had pretty civil discussions on it. But uh, you notice I don't really comment on those threads because I'm not going <laughs> to not, not <laughs> well, get I mean, into that one. The good thing about that place, though, is that generally if anything seems to be getting a little bit too serious, somebody will throw a line <laughs> in about it. It'll most likely be Al Kessel who will throw some line in about me. <laughs> 
doing something stupid or Brian with his chest out again. Right. You know, it'll, it'll be something like that which, which will dampen anything. Exactly, know? exactly. <laughs> well, you guys are just awesome to talk to. I'm going to ask you guys one last question. And this is the, the part where we try to encourage our audience and and leave them with something. I think, well, first of all, I think the conversation has been great. And I think a lot of people have learned a lot of really cool things. But in this particular thing, what type of advice would you give other couples that are different, that have differing faiths or religious backgrounds? What type of advice could you give them to get along? Even though you probably have already said it, but. Uh, it's, it's just respect. Just respect it. I mean, have if <clears throat> have a conversation about your, you know, if you want to, you know, have a conversation about your own beliefs, but do it in a intelligent manner from both sides, um, because as soon as you go down the route of I'm right, uh, then you've 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 lost it really, and you you can't really have a conversation about that. Uh, so I think it's it's just just have respect and and also. We always, by rule of thumb, me, me and Natalie take the uh, the mick out of each other quite a we bit. Okay. Uh, I, I think more, actually more Natalie's mum and dad, because my mum and dad know what I'm like, anyway, but more Natalie's mum and dad, I think, were fairly shocked when we first started going out and they'd come out with us for a meal or to the pub or something. And we'd sit there and, and would take, not not nastily, but, you know, I'd turn around and say, oh, Natalie, you, know, you look like you've been dragged for a hedge today, you know, so just, just to make a laugh about her hair, because her hair is quite wild it's and crazy, crazy the rest of the time and her mum and dad would look quite what the what's going on here <laughs> but it's because it, it's it and, and Natalie so. throws it back and you know some people might give that a bit up but it's only because we always have that humorous side there's nothing ever nasty goes on um, and so it's just you know respect each other but have a laugh about it or life life is really just too short to be overly serious and yeah, to so, procrastinate about stuff. So your advice would be don't take it so seriously enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, that's Pretty what much, it's all yeah. about. You know. don't, don't take yourself too seriously. Have a sense of humor and respect. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Very good advice. Okay, all right. I lied. There's a couple more questions that I have. This is the fun part. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, what do you love the most about your husband? Oh, God. Oh, do I admit this on the air? Um, <laughs> there's the practical things like the cooking. <laughs> and uh, he does sometimes share his chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a blatant lie. <laughs> <laughs> but occasionally I can get a little square of yeah, chocolate attached to him. No, but seriously, it's his sense of humour ultimately. And without being too soppy and embarrassing side, he's just got an amazing sense of humor and a lovely smile and he's a very genuine man and that's what i love about him oh, thank you. <laughs> very cool all right simon what do you love the most about your wife um her patience if i'm honest uh i'm not an easy person to live with uh, at all um i work silly hours and i should spend more time with her but um, she's never moaned or anything, and she's always been supportive. And uh, it's, you know, I've always had support on my, my parents, but <clears throat> when it comes to doing something I love that takes up a lot of my time, uh, it takes a, a strong and loving person to actually stand by you and, and, and be with you, and Natalie always has done. And uh, that's a rarity, I think, and um, I adore her for it. I really do. And it, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that every time I go to bed. And I, I, I am a moody person at times. I, I might not, I might, you might not know that when I'm, if I do, you know, 
stuff online. Um, but it's it, it's a special person who can live with me, <laughs> and she really is. So that's why I, that's why I love about her. Well, that is fantastic. You guys are a very special couple and very cool. And I agree with you. I think when you, I, I think people ask a lot of times. They'll say, uh, you know, how do you know that the person is the right one for you? And you just described it. You just mm. you you just described. You don't find people like that. And when you do, that's when you that's you spend the rest of your life with them because they're that would be the best to do and and i i think that about my wife all the time you've heard me talk many times mm. about amy and how she puts up with all my craziness and i don't know if anybody else could ever do that we were made for each other <laughs> <laughs> i mean anybody that let me go on the star trek klingon ride in las vegas multiple times in one day and not be <laughs> mad at me you know well i mean this is the thing that i mean I, we, we've got a museum up the road that i, I we, we can go to any time and i've promised um stefan that i'll go there and take a photograph of a an original full-size uh police box it's an original 1960s one which we've already seen about which we've already times. seen loads of times now we have to pay <laughs> to get into this museum and but you know natalie will always come along and go in fact actually i was going to go the other day and you said oh no don't go i want to come <laughs> <laughs> just so I can stand outside of this blue box and well, I want to hold Isla. That's the thing. I want. But then I, wanna... I can then take the Mickey out of him, you know, <laughs> him geeking out, and then you know I'll get hopefully a cake and some tea out of it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, that's right. Amy got a haircut out of it when we were in Las Vegas. She well, got. It's she got, only because I got motion. She got motion sick on, on the, on the, on the, oh, the simulator ride. And I and um. I needed some place to sit down and kind of regroup and stop feeling. So she got sick. this brilliant idea. She says, "Hey, maybe I can get my hair cut and you could go on the ride again." <laughs> and I'm like, "Something you like thinking there? Yeah, something's going on here." But I didn't care because I was at the Star Trek experience, and if you're there, you're going to go for it, you know. So now, what now? What I want to know is that you you've mentioned this a few times on your podcast that uh, uh, if you do and hopefully you will get manage to get over to England, you do keep bringing up saying, "Oh, Meds is going to Meds is going to take me to the pub and have a beer." Um, you know, <laughs> Amy, you how are it? you with that? <laughs> no, we, we've actually had this discussion because neither Rick or I are drinkers, so <laughs> but, but we don't want to be offensive. So I thought, well, maybe I could pack a bunch of like plastic spoons and then we cannot be offended offend you because then we could just try it with a little spoon you oh, know geez. oh there I, very good thank you <laughs> instead of having instead of having you know like a big lineup of these big mugs of beer well, here, okay now she has a i'll just take you to cake shops instead I, that sounds good. I, I really love tea you know a little earl gray with some cake that sounds more my speed <laughs> That, that could be arranged. Well, okay. I'll tell you what, Simon. If I do get to England, which I we are going to visit someday, yes, I, I'll sit down and have one with you. But you got to get me a really good tasting one. I don't want one of those sour, gross ones. Oh no, I've already found one. Oh, and then my dog. Oh, the dog wants yeah. one as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, it'll be something that won't smell like throw up, right? Because that's how beer in the United States. This smells. is what my wife thinks of beer. So just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh no! No, 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 no. you got to try the real McCoy. It's a, actually it's a, it's a, uh, a light uh, wheat beer, which is uh, mainly made in Belgium. Wheat beer uh, is good, and uh, a bird's uh, beer, local brewery, very light and uh, almost has a slight honey taste to it. So it's designed. Oh. No soundness to it. It's very sweet. Oh, boy. I actually like the real ale over here as well. Oh, well, see. And we don't have any idea what it tastes like yeah. here. So 
I like root so beer. So common ground, isn't it? Like in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you guys bring Isla over to visit the states, we're going to take you to the rainforest. And we'll give you a nice greasy burger from the Quinault Mercantile. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna give me a greasy burger. Al's gonna give me a corn dog. Jen's uh-huh. gonna give me breakfast tacos. I'm gonna be huge. By the time <laughs> <you get> that. <laughs> that's right. Well, don't forget the Swedish pancakes. We'll make you for breakfast. <gasps> and the Swedish. Oh, oh, they sound yeah, good. What are they? Excellent. They are great. What was what, my wife signaling to me here? Uh, I think someone's at the door because oh. our dog's not stopping i'll be right back she's gonna go ch- check and see who's at the door well you guys thank you so much for a great interview i i really think a lot of people will be encouraged and i think the discussion was excellent and it's i see that you'll get a lot of uh, you'll get a lot of hate mail for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> who did you have on the show who are those people and why did she marry him <laughs> <laughs> blast <Fumar. laughs> that's hilarious burn him <laughs> <laughs> Burn him, burn him. Oh, sorry. Now you're going to get me into Monty Python. We'll be in big trouble then. Yeah, let's not go there because yeah. I did a sketch at work the other day and hardly anyone got the joke. <laughs> oh, it's bad when you're in a room full of people that don't know it. It's bad, especially when you make constant reference and they just look at you like you're stupid. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's their I blame fault. my dad for me liking sci fi and Monty, and Monty Python, Python and things like that. It's only a flesh wound. Oh, no. That's one of the words I said the other day. Oh. Yeah, but you say it's on your flesh wound in the hospital. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> None shall pass. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah, you know, when Rick was, Rick was young. When I was young. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. In the in old a, days. He was in a rock band, and the rock band always liked watching Monty Python. And I thought it, the first time I watched The Holy Grail, um, I thought it was like the worst movie I'd ever seen. Oh, but my gosh. it was the funniest thing, hearing everybody quote the lines. Yeah. And so it's yeah, like, it's the movie nah, but it's funny to hear all everyone who mem- has, who have memorized the whole thing and any last things you want to say to them before we end the interview or ask them or anything? um i'm trying to catch my breath from running to the door and telling the neighbor girl that my daughter's not home and she's making the dog bark while okay. we're trying to record our podcast <laughs> with a friend hey it's just a, it's just another day at the moyer's house uh, and it's, yeah. it's late there they need to go to bed so yeah well no just oh, thank it's only you. quarter to 11 okay <laughs> only well thank only you. oh hours to go yet <laughs> thank, thank you thank you thank you for um just being on the podcast with us and and um when when we do hopefully get to england someday i would love to go out to tea and and I want to go on the tour that goes to um, all the places where the Jane Austen movies have been filmed. That's oh, I can, oh, I yeah. can easily be done. That could definitely be arranged. <laughs> oh, so I don't that's know. My, one of my things. Then, and, then I would have to turn around and be the patient husband. Yeah, she would. I have a lot of places I want to visit in England, so you would be very patient. <laughs> but was it um, was it the Lamb and the Eagle? Um, or something pub that um, C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien had been to or went to every day. I don't yes. there. And yeah. There's a lot of places. Well, we can talk about it when we're not recording our podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you folks so much for being on the, on the show. And uh, we'll, we'll have to chat with you guys again someday on a different subject. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking us. Well, it's been right. a pleasure. Well, there you go, an interview with our good friends, Simon and Natalie Meddings from the UK on a very important subject that I think everybody needs to hear. Yeah, it, not 
not everyone has um, agreement in their marriage. And even when people... Well, I don't um, think anybody ever has total agreement well, in a marriage. Well, you know, even if you come from the same place in your in your um, religious background, there can still be differences. Oh, I lots. mean, you and I don't always see eye to eye, even though we believe a lot the same. Um, and, you know, it's just... It's just life, um, and I think it's important to to respect each other, and like they say. Well, I think that's the whole key, right there. Yeah, respect each other. the The Bible says to build each other up. Oh wait that's I can't remember that. The Bible says to build each other up in love. We're not to tear each other down. Yeah, and and if you can handle that, Jesus says to you know love your neighbor as yourself and. Who's more your neighbor than the person you're living with? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You can't get much more neighborly than that. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Well, it's just it was just a real privilege and an honor to talk to them. And I, I love the fact that we learned a little bit about them. And also they were so open to talk about, you know, how they believe and how they deal with, the, with different beliefs in the same home. And I think that's something that... Um, when we were going to when when I was pastoring a church, and and doing the youth stuff and also some adult stuff, um, that's something that was never really talked about except in a very negative way. Mm-hmm. There was always this kind of this kind of stigma that people talked about of saying, "Well, the the wife would come to church and the the husband wouldn't," and he was always thought of as the bad guy because of it, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And um, in particular. Um, they never, we never really heard the other side of things. Mm-hmm. And so now when we did an interview like that, we see that it's a little bit more complex than just believing and not believing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a really good thing to be, to be able to talk about, especially in such a manner as we did very civil, very respectful and very loving. And I think that's a really, I, in my opinion, if we had more of that going on in the world, we wouldn't have as much crazy stuff going on. Yeah. You and I, I thought that was interesting, too, when Simon mentioned, um, like, the wars between the Catholics and the Protestants uh-huh. where he was living, you know, he must have been, like, in northern England growing up where mm-hmm. that stuff was going on. And, um, you know, I think a lot of things have been done in the name of religion that had nothing to do with God. With God. It, with God. Yes. <laughs> With the foundations, I think, that's, of, I think that's completely right. I mean, you think about the Inquisition, you think about the Holy Wars, you think about huge the Middle East conflict, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's really based. It's it's really an excuse to mm-hmm. hurt each other. It's not. Yeah. It's not a God thing at all. Well, in in like Ireland, you had the wars between the Catholics and the Protestants, and my mom and I were just talking about Iraq and how we wish that we didn't have soldiers over there. Right. And yet we know that as soon as we pull our soldiers out, there's two different fractions of Muslims that have been at war with each other for centuries. And, you know, it's an age old, it's an age old (laughs) thing. It's an age old thing that people will hide behind their religion to justify some pretty horrific acts to justify violence. Yeah. And And that's that's not, and we want everybody to know that is not at all. Mm-hmm. What we read in our Bible, I mean, our Bible does not um, advocate that. And that's you know that's something that man, men and women have done. Uh, they've used religion as a as a as a bad thing, mm-hmm. as a tool to hurt people, and that is that's really really sad because well, and that's why it's called religion, not relationship. You know, mm-hmm. if you really truly 
no god you're not going to do that to people you wouldn't harm people like that so very very interesting and a great subject so thank you again to Mm -hmm. uh natalie and to um to uh simon and our dog made it in jade hi jade yeah she had to be with us Hi, Jade. She's such a sweetheart. Yes, so, you are. So, Jade, Hello, what are Jade. we talking about next week? She wants to lick my face. So, Jade, what are we talking about next Jade week? Jade Can can't talk. Oh. So, uh, Rick, what are we talking about next week? Well, I thought week? we would do a couple of programs on um, recovering from broken relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of us that have gone through different relationships over our lifetime. Now she's making the microphone. She's okay now. Okay. There's a lot of relationships that either get conflicted or end bad, and then the person needs to go on with life, and they're not able to. And we thought it would be really interesting to interview some people that have had relationships that have gone sour, and then they've... <laughs> that's, your do- that's our dog. Did you hear her panting in the microphone? <laughs> yes. Jade is very, she's a very affectionate dog. Yes, she just got up and licked my face and handed it in Come my Come here, get mind. out of there. She's going to trip over the cords. Oh. Okay, can I get on with what, what I was yeah, talking? Yeah, Okay, <laughs> we thought it would be really cool to interview some folks that have uh, gone through some rough times and then talk about how they recovered from the hurt and the the conflict and the this that emotional scarring that happens when when you break up with somebody you've been with for a long time mm-hmm. uh, we thought that would be an interesting subject and it might help quite a few people in the area and maybe ask them what they what they feel they did wrong and what they did right mm-hmm. and get some tips on making our relationships last mm-hmm. i thought that would be a really good subject yeah. so we've lined up a couple interviews we might introduce it ourselves first and then have the interviews in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got uh, one gentleman that has recently gone through a divorce, and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about the feelings and the things that happened to him. And he's on the other side now doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. And so we can hear a little bit from his perspective what it's like. And then we also have another person that uh, has been married for many, many, many years, and mm-hmm. then uh, their spouse was unfaithful to them, and uh, and then she was... Um, able to recover and and recover quite nicely, still hurts and everything, but Mm -hmm. she has some really good tips about how her faith really helped her to get through the situation. I think she's going to have quite a few really good resources for us, too. She's gone to a couple of conventions um, where they've had good... Oh, just good books and good things that that have helped her. And and I'm hoping that it will help other people because, you know, sadly, only about 50% of marriages survive in the United States. And I don't know what the percentage is. I don't know what the worldwide percentage is. Around the world, but. Well, a lot of people just don't get married anymore. That's true also. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have just kind of lost faith in marriage. Um, a lot of times marriage is something that, you know, a lot of times it's from your religious background that that's something that you did. And, right. And, you know, and if people don't have that persuasion of believing that's right to do before God, then mm-hmm. then they don't even get married. And Right. But but even then, their breakups can be painful. Oh well, it's the same same situation. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, really, marriage is just a is a legal contract, unless you do it before God, and then it's a it's a moral and legal contract. But mm-hmm. but uh, any time that you even friendships that break up after a long period of time, 
those are tough. That's mm-hmm. tough when you when you are vulnerable and you have another person in your life that you share things with. Very difficult when conflict happens and you lose that person through whatever mm-hmm. reasons. But, but uh, we, a, we don't want to go into it because we're going to take yeah. care. We'll take it all up. So that's what we're going to be talking about next mm-hmm. time. I think everybody will uh, get something out of that and enjoy it. Um, at least to to get some resources and some help on it. So. Mm-hmm. Should be very good. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can always get a hold of us. We love feedback. You can get a hold of me at Rick. You can email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. That's how you get a hold of her. Yeah. And you can always visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or the same, but amy.moyer. And then you can also visit our website for notes and fun things and all that jazz at uh, takehimwithyou.com. Dot com. And if you want to see some videos of the family and all sorts of other crazy things, visit YouTube.com slash RickMoyer777. Phew, did <laughs> I do them all? I think so. And as always, oh, if you're you, on Twitter too. But. Yeah, at Moyer777. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and as always, if you want to donate to help keep the podcast running smoothly and happily, all you have to do is go to our website and you can click on the PayPal button and it comes up. Take him with you, Dom. Yeah, and you, I mean, if you want to just use your PayPal right now while you're doing whatever, just uh, send it to rick at takehimwithyou.com. There you go. Yep. Okay, thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on Take Him With You. Anything else you want to say? Um, but this has been a Moyer Multimedia Production. We forgot LLC the LLC. I always forget that. I know. Copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Okay, boldly go. Boldly go. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid
Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favorites, too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash outofrange. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela, then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Music by Kevin Cloud. Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with the new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew 
As they finish their scenes for that day, I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evie, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. If you stuck around this far and you've actually listened to some of the promos and the ending of the podcast, if you are the first person that says, hey, Rick, I stuck around on your email to me at rick at takingwithyou.com. I'll send you two sealed, fantastic little MW Orbit CDs, and you can give them to whoever you want. You can keep one, or you can give them away, or you can do whatever you want. Two CDs just for sticking around. So uh, email me, would you? Email me, rick at takingwithyou. Be the first one to say, I stuck around. There it is. Do it, Tritanium. Twenty times as hard as a diamond. Twenty-one point four times as hard to be exact. That's right. Scotty, you can mark this vein as confirmed. The USS Yorktown is expecting a rendezvous with us in less than seven hours. Then you'll inform them that we might be a little late. Jim, Yorktown ship surgeon, will want to know how late the vaccines he's transferred to us are highly perishable. Log again, Captain. Those medical supplies are badly needed on planet Theta Seven. They are expecting us to get them there on time. Gentlemen, we are remaining in orbit until I find out more about those deaths on my responsibility. I'm perfectly aware that it might cost lives on the Theta 7 Kirk On 3619.2, a survey on August 5. The planet which tried titanium A substance harder than diamonds The captain smells the sweetness And orders the ensigns around He says fire on the cloud red shirts But then he finds them on the ground Smoke on the planet in disguise Smoke on the planet Well, I wouldn't depend too much on what he says in that half-time state He could be dreaming saying what he thought he wanted It's a big white cloud Oh, what's with the captain? I've never seen him like that before It sucked out the core crossroads Left the entrance dead set for his own The captain says it's familiar That the doctor's search records of the Farragut Rizzo dies and Carol Vick His best body wants revenge So they all be down again to search And the cloud attacks them again Big white cloud. Now Kirk is getting obsessed with K 
killing of this cliff Then the cloudy ghost of war paints And then turns back on their ship McCoy and Spock, they question But in the end they trust old Kirk They blow it up with antimatter It's the only thing that works Your own communication with the creature, Captain. I don't know what it is, Mr. Big white cloud. You remember, I said the thing was alive. Kirk, you done good. As long as it worked, Jim. That's a fair statement, Paul. Now the creature is dead, let's save some lives and deliver your medicine. Bridge, this is Kirk. Well, where are you? Have Mr. Chekhov laying a course for rendezvous with the Yorktown. Maximum walk. Aye, sir. So I says to him, if you go over to StarTrekParodies.com, you can get all sorts of free music all about Star Trek and be a geek and have a good time and listen to cool music and be a geek at the same time. That's what I said. Really.